First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. You are a Giants fan, so I like to start with people on like their areas of like passion and fandom and irrationality. Uh, are you a believer? Was last year like step one towards something real? Or was it an aberration and a fun season? You know, I, I think it's it's kind of a complicated answer, and I think it can go two different ways, um, and I'll, I'll explain them. So the first will be, we did an exercise, Danny, this summer on, on You Better, You Bet, uh, in the times when I was working. Yeah. Not many. Uh, we called it eight buckets, and the long and short of it is, it was taking the team's week one point spread and using that and extrapolating forward kind of like what the point spreads would be in, in the other 16 games that they play over the course of the season, right? And then seeing like, okay, based on this, do we think the team is more likely to go under or over their win total? So in week one, as of right now, and the line can change in between now and kickoff on Sunday night, September 10th at MetLife when the Giants host the Cowboys, the Giants are three and a half point home underdogs in that game against Dallas. Like the market is saying that the Giants are not good. Like that is a Giants are not good point spread against Dallas. So if you take that and you kind of, you know, run it out over the course of another 16 games, the win total should actually be like six and a half and it's seven and a half. Um, so I think based on that, and I know that they made additions in the off season, like the team on, on the field should be better, but based on their schedule and that's what the win total is rooted in. Everyone's like, Oh, well the schedule is this. So like it, the, the win total should be higher. It's actually, no, it's, it's because of the schedule that the win total is what it is. Um, six and a half is what we came um, up with for the win total. But then you look at the, the coaching staff for the giants. And I think this is the potential great equalizer where it's possible that the Giants have like the best head coach in the league or one of like the three best head coaches in the league and Brian Dable. And I love Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator and Wink Martindale coordinating the defense. So it's possible that the coaching staff is so good that it drags the sorry ass 53 man rosters, like eight, nine, 10 wins, maybe back to the postseason. And I think is it better? The question you have to ask yourself is, do you think that the coaching is really that good and can make that much of a difference? Because if it doesn't, this team's not going to be good. Like, I actually don't think that they're going to be good this year. If you made me bet, I'd take the under, but I'm also very bullish on Dable and the coaching staff, which would lead me, Danny, to not make a bet. And that would be my honest appraisal of the Giants. Yeah, no, it's fascinating because Dable might be the single greatest thing that an NFL head coach can be. Like, to me, there's two things that are even in the conversation. The great game planner or the quarterback maximizer. And like Andy Reid's a quarterback maximizer, right? He, Kevin Cobb, Jeff Garcia, Alex Smith. Remember Kevin Cobb? That's a good pull by you. Yeah, Donovan McNabb, like Alex, they all had their best years with Andy Reid. And then he gets Pat Mahomes and he's now an unquestioned Hall of Famer. But like if Brian Dable is the guy who unlocks Josh Allen and then he fixes Daniel Jones... It's the most valuable thing you can have because then you'll never have bad quarterback play if that's your coach's superpower. I'll, I'll, I'll take this a step further where like the thing that I think a head coach does and what I, my favorite thing as a Giants fan and as a football fan about Brian Dable. And it's not that I'm like the be all, although I kind of fancy myself to be like the be all end all of like what coaches should do while like while the game is going on in, in big moments. I think Dable, like 99% of the time, makes the right call. When to go for it, when to punt, what to do in the red zone, you know, timeout usage, when to throw the challenge flag. I think he might be, like, the best at it. And this comes off the heels of Joe Judge and Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo. So it's really extra stark when you watch Brian Dable actually manage the game properly. 
I think there's a chance he's actually like the best in the NFL at it. Sirianni's great. Also, Reed's great. There are other Belichick, other coaches that are great at it. Dable is superior at it. And I think like if you get into close games, that's the guy that you want, like pulling the strings and making the decisions. It's why I think the Giants are a really difficult team to handicap and bet heading into the year. All right. So in that division, do you go with consensus? Philly, Dallas, Giants, Commanders, or is anything out of whack in the NFC East as you see it? I think if anything were to be very out of whack, it would be that the Commanders are a lot better than people think. And the reason is... I'm an over on them. Yeah, I love it. Uh, That's Ken Barkley, my co-host, Lockie Lockerson on You Better You Bet. It's his biggest win total position out of any in the NFL. And as of right now, leading up to the season is over on the Commanders. And the thought is, you know, Ron Rivera is a multi-time coach of the year. The defense is going to be awesome. And I think that's something that not a lot of people are thinking about. Like, actually, yeah, this defense is actually great. Chase Young in a contract year. And then, which is my favorite thing to like to take a team with a low win total and say, could this team like really overachieve? What you're looking for is volatility at the quarterback position where maybe things go really poorly with Sam Howell and he's really bad or maybe he's really good. And what if, forget about really good. What if he's like above average, slightly above average? What if he's a little bit better than Carson Wentz? You tell me the commanders aren't going to win seven games. We saw him play once in week 18 against Dallas. He played really well. I understand it's kind of like the last game of the year. Also like showed some rushing chops as well, making him a little interesting on the the deep like fantasy radar for this year. But Howell's unknown. And if he's good, Washington's going to be a threat in that division. So just something that I'm thinking about here. Let's see how Sam Howell looks. He'll start in the team's first preseason game uh, this weekend. As far as the top of the division, it's hard for me to get behind Dallas with Mike McCarthy calling the plays now um, with Kellen Moore now in Los Angeles. They're still going to be a playoff team. Defense is awesome. Dan Quinn is still there. And I kind of like the thought of, you know, let's kind of limit Dak's, you know, um, bad throws. Let's run the ball a little bit more. But it's still McCarthy. We've seen this play out in Green Bay. He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers this time. I think the Eagles, even despite losing both coordinators to head coaching jobs, are still the class of the division and the class of the NFC. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they won 13 games this year after winning 14 last year.